0: Dr. Robert Shapiro. Dr. Shapiro has been with us many times. as chairman of Sonicon Economic Advisory Firm and a senior fellow of the McDonough School of Business at Georgetown University. He's an internationally known economist. He's advised among others President Bill Clinton, Vice President Al Gore Jr., British Prime Ministers Tony Blair and Gordon Brown, and when they were senators, Hillary Clinton. Hopefully, our next president and Barack Obama are current. He was Undersecretary of Commerce for Economic Affairs during the Clinton administration. More than a pleasure to have back with us, Dr. Robert Shapiro. Dr. Shapiro, good to have you with us. Good afternoon, and welcome.
1: Uh, It's a pleasure to be here, Leslie.
0: Okay, I hear that America isn't great, we need to make it great again, we need to bring America back, that the economy's in the toilet, and this is all the fault of Barack Obama and and Democrats, especially if you listen to candidates running for president on the right side of the aisle. Um, But you say um, the reality is, the facts are, economically, that the incomes of we the people in America of most Americans actually have been rising, which is a good thing, right?
1: That's right. Um, If you look at the incomes of different age groups and you track their incomes as they age, uh, so you look at 25-year-olds in 2009 and 26-year-olds in 2010, et cetera, and you look at different age group different age cohorts we looked at the millennials we looked at generation xers we looked at the late baby boomers what it shows is that incomes were still in trouble from 2009 to 2012 as they had been from 2002 to 2009 but then in 2013 and 2014 we got a reversal And incomes have begun to rise again, rise again at near the rates that we saw in the 1990s. So actually, uh, those two years, we don't have 2015 data yet, but there's um, a lot of underlying evidence suggesting that this dynamic continued in 2015 um that uh, things are a lot better than the narratives you would hear from certainly from um Donald Trump and frankly also the narrative you hear from Bernie Sanders
0: Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk more about this. A majority of U.S. households racked up healthy income gains in 2013 and 14. You just heard that from Dr. Robert Shapiro, who is chairman of Sonicon and was undersecretary of Commerce for Economic Affairs during the Clinton administration. We'll be back to him and you if you have questions right after this. 8886 Leslie. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. Robert Shapiro, chairman of Sonicon, an economic advisory firm. He's also a senior fellow of the McDonough School of Business at Georgetown University. He is an internationally known economist. He's advised former President Bill Clinton, Vice President Al Gore, British Prime Ministers Tony Blair and Gordon Brown. And our president, Barack Obama, and I hope our next Hillary Clinton. He was undersecretary of commerce for economic affairs in the Clinton administration. And we're talking with uh, Dr. Shapiro. Dr. Shapiro wrote a piece entitled, Whatever some candidates tell you, the incomes of most Americans have been rising. Now, obviously, these facts, as you write, don't fit the narratives and don't help the causes of people like Donald Trump, Ted Cruz. And you said even uh, Bernie Sanders. But you say this really is a direct correlation and helps explain as to why President Obama's job approval and favorability ratings have finally passed the 50 percent mark and have actually gone up. And and I think it's important that we discuss this, Dr. Shapiro, because some people might say, why is Barack Obama getting, you know, I mean, it's sort of like there's no attention being given to him. He's really not doing anything at the moment. I'm not saying he's not, you know, being our president, but you know what I mean? I mean, there's an election going on. And that's certainly a, quite a, a diversion on most Americans' minds, and, and televisions, and radios, and even online. Um, so, you you feel the reason now you see the job approval and favorability ratings going up on President Obama passing that fifty percent mark is because of the fact that now Americans are feeling what the numbers were showing.
1: That's right. The you know people politicians can tell the American people what they think their economic conditions are, but every American knows firsthand what his or her economic conditions are. And the fact is that for the first time in more than a decade, incomes are rising again. Now, we don't know whether people fully trust this this increase yet. After all, it's been rising for a couple of years, but this follows more than a decade of income decline. The income decline began in the Bush expansion of 2002 to 2007, then we had the crash, then we had all the after effects of the crash, the deep recession, and um, and it took a couple years for to get back to a point where the economy was generating some income gains, and there were particular reasons why this began in 2013 and 2014. People naturally say, well, okay, my income is up by a couple hundred dollars this year, but is that going to last? And so I think it will take another year or so uh, for people to trust it. But the fact is, these are what the data say. This is all Census Bureau data. Uh, And we took that data and we tracked people's incomes, and it shows, you know, what economists call a discontinuity, a break in the pattern. And that break occurs in 2013, and you see this across generations. You see it. Well, I want to. I want to talk,
0: Dr. Shabir. Sorry to interrupt because you're touching upon this. I want to talk not just about generations, but since you're, you're, I think, going into uh, well demographics, which is. One group in particular, the fastest-growing segment of our population, and we're seeing the impact and power of, the, of the, they as a force to be reckoned with voting-wise, um, that their incomes have gone up and substantially um, are Latinos in the United States over those two years that you cited with the income growth, correct?
1: That's right. And the, the reason for that is that one of the factors that's driving these income gains is pretty explosive job growth. You know, we everybody knows the unemployment rate has fallen from 10 percent to 5 percent. Um, well, when the unemployment rate falls as low as 5 percent, and you're still getting more income gains, it then it tend, or job gains that tends to help people who are more on the margins of the economy, and um, that's why we're seeing significant income gains among Hispanics. Their incomes went up at a faster rate than whites or African Americans, and that's true for every for all three generations. We also see income gains among people without high school diplomas and those without college degrees. And that's again, it's the same phenomenon. When you've got low unemployment and you still have large job gains the beneficiaries of that are predominantly people on the margins of the economy, and that's minorities and those with less education.
0: Um, okay. And, and, and when we speak about those with less education, we first you know, talked about Hispanics in that demographic, and then you talked about those with less education. Two things. Um, one, you got one group of people there that can't stand Donald Trump, another group that seemed to love him, at least when you look at the numbers. Um, to, so does that help or hurt some of the people like a Donald Trump who were spouting that rhetoric? And also, overall, what does, that, what does that say beyond just those numbers, especially for Latinos and people that may have only graduated high school?
1: Well, I think that reinforces, politically, it reinforces the Democrats. The D- Democrats have been in power. And um, uh, Donald Trump is telling everyone that the Democrats have failed in every respect. And that doesn't, you know, that, that um, is not consistent with people's experience. And so it begins to eat away at the credibility of the Trump argument. I think it has eaten away some at the credibility of Bernie Sanders' argument. Um, and, after all, Mrs. Clinton's argument is is we're going to continue on a course which is producing progress, and we're going to produce even more progress. And that, that corresponds to what what people are actually experiencing in their lives, and that says to those people, she's talking about me. And it says for Donald Trump, He's not talking about me. And so, you know, that's a um, powerful factor. Now, the truth is, incomes is not the only factor that's going on. And there are a lot of people who are still very angry um, about the very tough times that most Americans endured, particularly Americans without college degrees, since 2002 and so you've still got got you still got a lot of anger there um, moreover you know as people age their income gains become smaller so so you've got people in particular in their 40s and 50s who have large income losses from 2012 to 2013 and now their income gains in 2013 and 2014, just because of their age, are relatively small. They may not feel it. The people who really feel it are going to be millennials and, to a lesser degree, Generation Xers. Um, so that's a, you know, the, uh, the fact that we've had two and, I believe, three years of income gains um, does not wash away all of the losses uh, suffered um, under George Bush and because of George Bush's mismanagement producing the financial collapse and the deep recession and so it's a you know you've got different more than one factor here with respect to incomes and then you got other factors apart from incomes um, that you know uh, certainly that Trump is, appealing to resentment of Hispanics, fear of Muslims, um, and with respect to white males' um, concern about women taking their jobs. And so the Uh. anti-woman... Uh, line that you hear we heard just yesterday yeah
0: the woman card
1: again by mr trump
0: yeah okay so let's talk about obamacare because we're getting a lot of people on the right you know wanting to you know talk about what they're going to do when they get to washington and part (laughs) of taking america back you know is to get rid of that terrible affordable care act which is still being called (laughs) uh, obamacare but you say um that the income gains are due to large job gains and the Obamacare cash subsidies that began in those years.
1: That's right. The, oh, the, the Obamacare cash subsidies uh, that, again, go predominantly to uh, less educated households. And in addition, what we've seen from in 2013 and 2014 was a... Slow down in the cost squeeze for businesses. Businesses have been, were squeezed from the beginning of this century until through 2012 by fast-rising energy costs and fast-rising health care costs. That squeezed out uh, the space for um, wage and salary increases. Well, in 2013 and 14, we have a collapse of energy prices, And we also saw a sharp reduction in the rate of increase in employer costs for health care. Now, whether or not that's from the Affordable Care Act or from some other factor, I think it's the Affordable Care Act. Whatever it is, the fact is that um, those uh, cost drivers in business eased, and that gave them more space to raise wages and salaries, which they had to do anyway because um, the labor market was getting a lot tighter because unemployment was falling. And so I think you have to say that a significant factor in the income gains we're seeing are uh, the health care and energy policies of the Obama administration.
0: Back, Dr. Shapiro, to the woman card. Um, You you mentioned in your piece that the findings that you had used in your research came from the census data uh, regarding the median incomes of American households. And you talk about the breakdown in demography, uh, gender being one. And you said that you focused on uh, first uh, on the millennial households that were headed by young women and men who were 20 to 29 in 2009, and that makes them... Uh, voters of 27 to 36 today why was that so important for you to start with for this
1: well um, again uh, we started with that with the millennials for two reasons one is the millennials are the largest generation and so they have outsized uh, political impact Uh, the second is they are uh, young people's Partisan allegiance is more fluid than anybody else's. You know, we know that once uh, uh, people get in the habit of voting for one party uh, for two to three elections, uh, um, it's hard to move them to the other party. And so we paid particular attention to what was happening with the millennials. And incidentally, we saw somewhat greater gains, particularly among millennials for female-headed households than for male-headed households. This is a general phenomenon that of the recent period that female-headed households do a little better than male-headed households when the economy is expanding, they do worse than male-headed households during recessions. They're the first fired, it seems.
0: I want to know also in your findings, first of all, was there any real surprise? I mean, and I say that because you've been on the show, Dr. Shapiro, for years. And years ago, you talked about how with time, the subsidies from Obamacare would help to increase incomes. You talked about over time how eventually jobs would come and that we needed the job growth for people to see exactly what we are now seeing according to the census data. So first of all, were there any surprises in your re- in, in in your findings from the census yes. in your research for this? Yes,
1: the, 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 the re- there were two surprises. One was how strong the income gains were in 2013 and 2014. You know, um, we're talking about gains of um, three to five percent for Hispanics, of two to three percent for African Americans. Um so the strength the strength of those gains, particularly for minorities, and especially for um, uh, those without a college degree. Um, and the second is how strong the income gains are if you look at everybody. It looks a lot like 1988 uh, 1998 and 1999. Uh, now, the difference is that the big gains in 1988 and 1999 came on top of big gains in 93 and 94 and 95 and 96 and 97. So everybody felt great. Uh, the, here you've got very strong income gains in 2013 and 2014. And when I, we don't have 2015 data yet, but when I look at the underlying forces. It, it certainly suggests that 2015 was a was was a good year as well. But again, this comes as opposed to 1988, uh, 1998, 1999, after 12 years of income losses for a majority of American households. So it doesn't feel uh, as great as it did in the late nineties.
0: Okay. I- um, we have one last minute um, here, just quickly, in a few words. Uh, what are we going to see next year?
1: Well, I think. Uh, well, I think one thing we're going to see next year, I hope and I expect, is um, a uh, Hillary Clinton presidency uh, with a Democratic Senate. Anyway, um, and but more important, we should see 2015 and 2016. Continuing income progress. Now we have to remember this expansion started in 2009. So it's already verging on seven, it's six and a half years old. Um, By this time next year it'll be seven and a half years old. Cycles don't last forever. So we the other thing I'm afraid we're looking looking towards in in the next two to three years will be the next slowdown in the economy.
0: All right, thank you. Dr. Shapiro, always a pleasure to have you with us. Dr. Robert Shapiro's website for his corporation, where he is chairman, of an economic and advisory firm called Sonicon, is Sonicon.com. That's S-O-N-E-C-O-N. And follow the good doctor at Rob Shapiro, R-O-B-S-H-A-P-I-R-O. Doctor Robert Shapiro He is a senior fellow of the McDonough School of Business at Georgetown U. He was undersecretary of commerce for economic affairs in the Clinton administration, and he's a regular guest here on the program.